Welcome to Augusta Ali Extra, where we review pay-per-views, interviews, and etc. Today we got a we got we got a AEW Forbidden Door review that includes the buy-in and the media scrum. And 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 next and coming up we will have the interview with with Mike C- Mike Spear, the, com- the the man that created the comic CWL. Let's start. Let's start with the review of Forbidden Door. Uh, yeah. Um, the buy-in actually was a good show. Um, I mean, sure, there are some, um, like the Lance Archer match was. I mean, if you look at it, of course, the opening buy-in match was Goto and Yoshihashi versus uh Aaron Solo, QT Marshall. It was yeah. actually a good match. Yeah. Um, People don't give QT Marshall enough credit. He's yeah, it was, it was a good, good wrestler. Like we saw QT Marshall try and go for a four fifty splash, but Hashi avoided it. And, and Hashi Goto performed a power boss swing elbow drop combo on Solo for the win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people need to start giving QT Marshall more credit. But um, I'm gonna say this right now. I think that. Goto and Yoshihashi are a great tag team. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much a great tag team. And they were in the New Japan tag team divisions, uh, pretty much good. Next week versus Nick Camarado. Like this was a big matchup between two hosses. Nick Camarado getting some moves in, Archer getting some moves in. You see, Camarado attempted to attack Archer before the match had began, but Archer prevented the check out Camarado with a cannonball. In the end, Archer performed a block on Camarado to win the match. This was a Haas matchup between Lance Archer and Nick Camarado. I mean, you had to get Lance Archer on the show, right? And this yeah. was the only way to do it, because, like, Lance Archer was both in New Japan and is now at AEW, so you needed a way to get him on the show. Yeah. But that's what my thoughts are of the match. Um, I feel like Nick Conforto is actually a really good wrestler. Um, and he did pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the match? It was it was a good match. It was a good Haas match. Lance Archer got the win, and and it was pretty good. Now we got the Swerve Argoli versus... Zuki Gun, El, Sp- El Desperado, Yoshin, Kumbaro. So, Strickland hit the back bear of Desperado, came right back clothesline, followed by Strickland with a flat lighter. Kumbaro took a swing with a whiskey and bottom inside, spit whiskey to Ali, led to a near fall. And near the match, they were working on Keekly's leg. It was like, it was like part of the match. And the end, Lee performed a big bad catastrophe on Kalanamburu to secure the win. So, what do you think of this? Uh, following the match, Ricky Stars power out house Hobbs spoke from the luxury box. Hobbs stated that Strickland and Lee think they are Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. They pair himself with Starks and Michael Jordan and Scotty Pittman. Starks questioned how Strickland and Lee called them the, thumbs, the best tag team when they haven't beat him and Hobbs. So what do you think of the match and, and the post-match promo? It was a good match. Um... <clears throat> They did pretty good putting these two teams together. I love Sword of Our Glory. I love Desperado and Kenamaro. I love Team Taz, even what they did after the match. 
<clears throat> um, and I'm happy that Swerve McAlory won. And I, 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 I gave it almost four stars, and it's a buy-in. Yeah. What's your thoughts? It was pretty much a good match. They they did a good job with the storytelling of working on Keekley's leg. Keekley with a comeback, and that's how the match ended. It was pretty good. Now we got the final, like the the final match of the buy-in. It was Mass Caster accompanied by Anthony Bowens, the Gun Club versus Face Yuya Iwamari, New Japan Dojo F Alex Collin, the DCK Kevin Knight. Well, the match before the match began, Don has to appear on the screen and introduce a new ass boys theme, caused Austin and Cole to run to the back. The, the New Japan Dojo Warrior wrestlers took advantage of a number of advantages on while Austin and Cole were gone. In the end, Caster before the mic drop out DCK for the victory. What do you think of the match and and before the match with Dan Hansen? Man, I love Dan Hansen. <laughs> Dan Hansen's amazing, and the match was amazing. They did pretty good of presenting the buy-in, um, <clears throat> and I love uh, Max Castor and the Gun Club together. I love them as a group, so I loved it. What did you th- mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? My thoughts it was it was pretty good with with the Gun Club and and Max Castor or Beeps Raps, where like these people like it was the goal to like get. Colton, Austin Gunn over like a tag team. It's pretty doing a good job. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we go to the, the main show. The actual pay-per-view opens with Missouri Suzuki and Jericho Appreciate Society. Jericho Guevara accompanied by Ty Conti facing the team of Eddie Kesa, Shuda, Mino, and Wheeler, Utah. With the winner team receiving man advantage for the upcoming Bloody Guts match between Jericho Society and Precious Society, I mean, and Blackpool Comic Club. Early in the match, Yuta performed multiple dripping sex suplexes on Jericho. Yuta kicks to perform suicide dive on Guevara and Jericho, respectively. In the final moments, Suki hit a gut stop power drive on Kingston. Umino not. Both Guevara and Suzuki down, but Jericho took a van, dropped Amino with a Judas effect for the win, thus giving the Jericho Appreciate Society the man advantage for blind guts. What do you think of the match? Really good match. Um, this is a really good way to open the show. Um, I'm looking really forward to blind guts. And <clears throat> what is with my voice? I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> and I also feel like the face team of Yuta, Umino, and Kingston was a really good fit. If, if they needed Umino to be in there since he's the son of John Moxley, it was the only way to do it. Yeah. What's your thoughts? It was pretty much a, like a, a six-man tag match for special stipulation with with the what, the man advantage and the blood and guts match. That's I see that match was about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Next, we got the winner take all three way tag match for the both the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship and the IWGP Tag Team Championships between ROH World Tag Champs, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dust Harwood, the IWGP Tag Champs, United Empire, Rado Khan, Jeff Cobb, Rupungi Vice, Wakamura, and Trent Barada. During the match, Harwood legitimately injured his left shoulder, leaving Wheeler Wheeler to fly solo. 
Later, Harbour returned with his shoulder wrapped. Mara performed a suicide dive onto Harbour and caught on the floor. FTR hit Romero with a big win, win rig to win the WGP Tag Team Championship and retain the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. What do you think of the match? I love this match. I love the style of FTR's matches, and even in a triple threat match, they showed it here. Um, I love the storytelling of Dax Harwood getting injured, having to come back into the match. I love the storytelling of Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb just winning the titles two weeks ago and losing it to FTR. I love the storyline of FTR holding three tag titles at once. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I thought that the match was pretty good. The, the tag belts were won by FTR. So, going forward, I think they're going to defend the belt in New Japan and Ring of Honor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, next match, we have Pac versus Cock Connors versus Miro and Malachi back for the AEW Nago All-Atlantic Championship. Man. This match, man, it was so good. I... Mm. I here's what I thought was gonna happen in this match coming in. I thought Miro was gonna win. I kind of knew Malachi was gonna win, but I hoped that Pack would be the one to win, and I didn't want Clark Connors to win. So Pack winning was amazing. Um, I felt like he could bring very much prestige to that championship, and he can uh ride it around the entire globe for a long time with it. What's your thoughts? It was a pretty good match. It was it was a great match. It it it, it was it was a good matchup. We had, we saw the Clark Connors. We saw Miro playing the that that game over submission hold on Pac. Malachi back involvement, and eventually in the end, Pac won wins the championship. This is the first time Pac won AEW championship belt. Um, and then going for Pac to defend it around the world. Yep. Mhm. Really good match. Now we got the dudes with attitudes: Darby Allen staying at Shingo Tagaki versus Bullet Club, El Fantasma, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Rehiki Hello. So that match was was actually good. There was we saw a big, before the match we saw Sting jumping off on the Bullet Club. Man, I love the Stings. I love Sting. He's he's like what sixty. He can still do this high flying stuff. It's amazing. Uh, they did. They do a really good job of showcasing Sting on pay per view. Without, um, I don't know how many spots like that Sting has left, but this was a really good. Yeah, it was a really good match. Good match. Of course, yeah. and Hikaleu was supposed to be in the match, but Hiroki Takahashi got out of the match due to a fever. So, yeah. I really love the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she got the win. It was pretty much a great matchup. A six-man tag fun for New Japan AEW. Next one, we got the Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. And this match was basically into was a stardom-style matchup. It was basically Toy Story representing Stardom versus Thunder Rosa representing AEW. It was played to a perfection. It was a good matchup. 
Yeah, it was okay. I because there's there was just so many good matches in the show that one of them just had to be, you know, a little chill down before it gets back up again. And this one was that match. Um it was still was a good match, just that because there's so many good matches, one of them had to be the slowdown. So I mean, I personally like this match. I think the the match pace was okay. I love Thunder Rosa still being champ. I wanted Tony Storm to be champ, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. Now we got Will Ospreay with Austin Open versus Arch Cassidy for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. This match was was a showcase for Arch Cassidy, basically a breakout move for Arch Cassidy, as Will Ospreay put everything he got towards Arn Cassidy. Arn Cassidy fought back. This was basically a breakout moment for Arn Cassidy show, to show that he's a serious wrestler. Yeah. Even though, even though he's basically a comedy character. Yeah, I... Ooh. <laughs> this match was five stars. It's not even a question. I told everyone, I said... Orange Cassidy's gonna get dragged by Will Ospreay to a five star match. You are you're gonna realize it because I mean Will Ospreay is the best New Japan wrestler right now, mm-hmm. except for Okada, and it's ridiculous. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And Shibata's back. Mhm. Yeah, he did came back. At, it was during post match. Shibata came back. We saw. Accosted the Arch Cassidy Shibata moment. And it was very nice. So, anyway, we got Claudio Castanoni versus Zack Sabre Jr. This was Power power versus Submission Specialist. This was pretty much Claudio Castanoni uses power against Zack Sabre Jr. And Sabre was working on the arm and the leg. But in the end, Claudio Casanoni defeated Zack Sabre Jr. by pinfall for the victory. Yeah. Um, I came in thinking that it would be Killer Cross as the mystery opponent. But as soon. And I'm saying as freaking soon as I heard that music, I went, oh my god, what? I mean, I am I'm very happy that Cesaro is now in AEW. And I yeah. love this match. I love his style now in AEW. I think it was pretty good. And he needed yeah. to win this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next match, we got the Jay White with Jito versus Heyman Page, Kazucha Okada, and Nanakope in a four way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. This was basically a four way match. We had Jay White, Hangman, Page, Hangman. Okada and Cole fighting for the belt. It was like moments of matchup. We thought Hammond's gonna win. We thought Okada. We thought Adam Cole, but Jay White got the victory after he hit the hit that the sling blade thing onto Okada. Then I don't know, like after Okada tried to do a rainmaker on Cole and basically fell down. Jay White pinned on Cole one, two, three to get to retain the title. What do you think of the whole match? Um, I'm pretty sure the ending was actually a botch. Yeah, it was botch. The ending was botch. Because from what I'm hearing, Adam Cole was supposed to take that Raymaker. 
But he just fell down. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. That was pretty much bad. Yeah, but um, yeah, Adam Cole looked loopy for almost half the match. But um, I like the match overall. Drew White's still champ. It's fine. Uh, Hangman didn't need it. Okada didn't need it back. Adam Cole as hell didn't need it. It needed to stay on Drew White. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. What's your thought? My thoughts, uh, yes, the the main event, I mean, my thoughts on that match, like, the ending was botched still, but Jay White retained the title to continue that Bullet Club versus the Elite feud was for the best. Yep. Mm -hmm. Especially the fact that he pinned Adam Cole, which definitely continues the feud. Yeah. So now we got the main event, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tadahashi. For the interim AEW World Championship, this match was a big, huge main event. It was a heavy heater. We got Tadahashi. Moxley fighting it out for that title. Moxley bled and fought for Hashi for that title. It was like a big old matchup. We saw Hiroshi hit the, his move, the high five foes. Thought he was going to win. Moxley kicked out. And then we he put the end of the match. Moxley put him in the sleeper that, that finished it with the Death Rider or the Pentagon shift for the one, two, three. And the match is over. Moxie with Tate wins the interim AW World Championship. And like after the match there was a interference the attack from the Jericho Appreciate Society. Like everyone was beating the shit each other. Then Cas and Claudio Castanati came in to help the aid. And then then the old show ended with like with Claudio Castanoni and Eddie Kingston going face to face there were some tensions going on between the two. Yeah. First of all, this is a really good main event. I love the style. I love Moxley winning. I personally thought Tanahashi needed to win, but I'm also happy that Moxley was the first ever two-time AEW champion. Yeah. I'm excited for Moxley and Punk. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. Let's go more to this, like, this like this Claudio Casanodi and A Kingston thing. Like it started with like Shakara. That's where the feud started. Back in Shakara, there were problems between the two. Yep. And, yeah, and even in in when he came back, like AEW, the feud is so still there. I think the feud feud is gonna be still there. Like after Blood and Guts, I think like Eddie Kingston is gonna is gonna go back to it's gonna restart his feud with Claudio Casanodi to settle some things like. Settled something. I definitely see a Claudio and Aiden feud happening soon. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm hmm. All right. That was. That was our, our. That was our view of the Forbidden Door. Let's talk about the scrum, the media scrum. Yep. Mm hmm. Since you watch the scrum, let's let's hear you talking about it. Oh, you talking about the Tony Khan media scrum? Yeah, let's yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh basically after the show, Tony Khan did some media scrum. Um he did one with Cesaro where he straight up just started hugging Cesaro. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like like what's wrong with hugging your wrestler as a promoter? I mean true. I, think, I think it's better than events like 
like like taking advantage of women and scandals and stuff. Yeah, it's like slapping him, and he's like, "God damn, pal." Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, another one he did was he he said that uh, Tony Khan said that he wouldn't say anything about MJF, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there's one where he didn't say anything about MJF. There's one where he really hugged Claudio Castagnoli. There's one yeah. where you talk about Punk. I think. Yeah. What's yeah, the medium? Punk. What's the medium scrum you've watched? Mm, I didn't watch. I didn't watch all of them. I didn't watch all of them. I just went to sleep. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, he basically he dealing with Claudio Castagnoli, hugged him, dealing with MJF. Uh, not even talking about him. He just said, I would not like to talk about him, please. Then he did one about like, CM Punk, but I can't remember what he said. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I might need to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. for overall, though, AEW, great job of Forbidden Door. Yeah, they did a great job of Forbidden Door. Like, they have the early buy-ins are probably like 100,000, so this is a good start. And the next pay-per-view, like, for AEW, is basically Ring of Honor show. It's going to be a Ring of Honor show in July. Death for Dishonor. I can't yeah. wait for that. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> thank you, Tony. Yeah, thank you, though. Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That was our... AW Forbidden Door review. Yep. Coming up next, coming up next, I'll be reviewing. Let's see, I'll be reviewing Mike Greer. So stay tuned, everybody. Hello, Mike Spear. This is Augusta Ali podcast. Welcome to the interview. Yes. Hi, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How's it going? I'm doing good. Doing good. I just review that we just we just uploaded episode sixty eight of Augusta Ali podcast where we covered Bruce Pitchard, Tony Khan with Japan and Canada and more. You can should check it out. It's on Spotify, Apple and other podcast platforms. Anyway anyway, let's get to the interview. So when this comic thing you did started? Uh, so I actually started putting together the idea back in 2015. Um, mm-hmm. I started putting together a roster of just fictional wrestlers that, that came into my head. Um, I mean, I was, I'm a, been a big fan of comics for a long time, big fan of wrestling for a long time. So uh, I thought, you know, I really wanted to make my own comics. And I figured there really wasn't a wrestling comic that was exactly what I wanted, like a wrestling promotion in a comic book. So I just I started trying to put one together on my own, and it, it took some time, it took some money, and you know eventually I just kept working at it, working at it, and finally was able to put it together, got it drawn, and and now it's finally out there and available to, to purchase. That's good. Mm-hmm. So tell me who are the stars of your comic. So the main stars. So every every issue, I've got the first five issues pretty planned out um, for the first arc. And every issue kind of introduces some new members of the roster. So the first issue that's available now, it starts out with your, your undercard match of Jacob Holcomb versus Don Ron. 
And then you get an interview from the CWL champion, King Terrence King. What I'm building up, um, which you see in the main event of the book, which is Scotty Sundown versus Stetson Hendo, yes. is that I'm, bu- I'm building up a match between King Terrence King and Scotty Sundown for the title. Over the course of the next five issues, you'll see more interactions between them and interviews, backstage segments, and maybe they even get their hands on each other. And then issue five of the arc is going to be their title match, where that issue is just one big match between the two of them. That's good. So can you tell me more about your, like, like, can you tell me more about who helped you along with the comic? So there was two guys I had, I reached out to, I was looking for some wrestling fans who were also artists and I actually reached out on Facebook and there was a guy who got back to me who said he was a big WCW fan and he's actually from Poland. His name is Mac Redwanski and he did, he did the pencils and the artwork for the book. Um, And then through more, you know, hunting on Facebook, another guy by the name of Ichsan, I'm sorry, he did the color work. And the two guys helped me put that together, um, and I took care of the rest. I wrote it, I scripted it, I created the characters, I lettered it, uh, and I put the book together and uh, shipped it off to the printers. But yeah, those two guys helped me put the artwork together because yeah, that that sure as hell wasn't something that I could do on my own. Yeah, yeah, it's it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know I sent you a copy. Did you have a chance to check it out? Yeah, I checked it out. It was pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And so, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan for a real long time. I actually was uh, a wrestler for a few years for a local promotion here in New Jersey. I wrestled for about five years myself. Um, And then, you know, kind of stepped away from it. I really couldn't devote my life to it. Um, And then, you know, time took over, life took over, but I could still, uh, still kind of dip my toe in the wrestling business this way. And again, since I wanted to be a comic book writer, this is the best of both worlds. That's good. So, who who what company started Cult Comics? Uh, that's me. That's just the name. That's just the name of my company because I do plan on putting out a lot more comic books. Um, I'm working on another comic right now, which is like a Dungeons and Dragons meets Kung Fu, where it's a, you know a medieval fantasy story about one guy who kind of travels the land and learns about things. Um, so that just banner of, you know, the, the comics that I'm putting together, I just called it cult comics. Um, I had an idea a while back for a lot of guys who like to write, you know, like they, they're writers, but they're also comic book fans. And I thought, what if those guys actually wrote comics and those are guys that have cult followings. So the name just cult comics stuck with me. It's simple. It stands out. It's a simple logo. And that's just, you know, what I thought I'd name the group that I put my comics out under. Yeah. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple more questions. Like, there's one sure. thing that apparently, like, you, have you heard the news about like with, with the guy that came, Jane, Glenn Jacobs? Uh the news, which is like the things he's been saying on Twitter. Yes. Yes, I yeah I, I have. Yeah, like, what's your opinion on him? Like, he's always been the like the attitude arrows Kane. He was like a childhood attitude arrow. So at this point, what is your opinion on this point? Um, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of the things he's saying. Um, I mean, I don't know him personally. Everybody I I've heard of that has interacted with him, I've actually interacted with him once. 
um, I was at New York Comic Con and he was doing a book signing. And I actually, I was walking through and I walked past him and he's a really big dude. Um, and it just, you know, he just walked past me. That's it. That was my only interaction kind of with him. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't agree with a lot of the things he's saying. It's politics. So you can really only take anything with a grain of salt to kind of say what they want their people to hear or what they think their, their people want to hear. Um, but I mean, again, everybody, whoever talked about him that I heard in the rest of this business always said he was a great guy and everything like that. So that's, you know, that's All politics. Right. It's everybody's got different opinions about it. All right. So have you ever met any other wrestlers during like Comic-Con, like besides Kane, anyone else? Um, not overly personal interactions. When I was in the wrestling business, I read, uh, I met just backstage. I met guys like Kamala. Um, I wrestled on a show or two shows. Actually, I wrestled on that. Jay Lethal was on. Um, a couple of other indie guys I wrestled with, guys like uh, Kyle the Beast, uh, KTB, who, who's been on, uh, I think he was on AEW Dark. Um, I met Tony Atlas a few times. I met Jimmy Snuka. Um, trying to think as far as, I, I mean, I met Mick Foley a couple times. My gym teacher in high school actually went to college with Mick Foley. So we always kind of made that a thing. If we ever saw Mick Foley at an appearance or at a show or anything, we'd always tell him that our gym teacher said hi. Uh, and then it would actually, you know, Mick would then actually talk to us a little bit about it. So that was pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, you know, no overly personal interactions. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, some, some, a lot of indie guys in North Jersey I became friends with. Um, actually, I guess one um, story I do have. Um, yeah. I don't know if, do, do you know, are you familiar with Bull Dempsey from NXT? I mean, like, rest- oh yeah, Bull Dempsey. He was like, Bull Fit, Bull Fit. Yeah, yep, and now he wrestles as Bull James. I was actually his first ever wrestling match in the business. Uh, we wrestled, yeah, we were the opening match on a show in McAdoo, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was me and him when he was wrestling as Dottie the Body Johnson. Uh, and to this day, uh, he's he's a good friend of mine, too. Yeah, he is a, he is a definitely good friend. Yep. Um, do, you, do, you ever, do you tell me about each time, I'm sorry? It's son is he's from the Philippines. He's a comic book colorist. Um, he's worked on a few other books as well. Um, I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about his work. I mean, you can tell from the, the color work on my book, he does excellent work. Yeah, he, he does excellent, excellent work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I have a couple of questions. What, what is your plan for you, like going forward after like in, in five years' time? So, I mean, I, I picture CWL to be a, a pretty much a wrestling promotion like any other, like AEW, like WWE, like, like wrestling you see on TV, but in a comic book. I'd like to see merchandise. I'd like to see action figures. Um, I mean, I, had, I have plans for, for NFTs and stuff like that in the future. So I pretty much want it to be everything that you see from a wrestling promotion. That's what you're getting out of CWL, except it's, you know, it's, it's in a comic book. I don't have to worry about guys getting hurt. I don't have to worry about contracts. It's all just fictional characters, but just like any other comic book franchise that, you know, creates action figures and toys and merchandise. I want to see all of that come from the championship wrestling league as well. Um, and I mean, and just like wrestling, I can keep it going forever. I, as long as I can keep thinking of different wrestling stories, I can keep it going for as long as I can. Um, you know, wrestler, the, you know, one guy can lose the belt. The other guy can win the belt. I've got all kinds of different guys. I mean, I've got stables. I've got managers. I've got tag teams and tag team titles and 
all different kinds of things. I can shift the focus, you know, to whatever belt I want or whatever storyline I want. Um, I have an idea as well to throw out one shots, um, kind of like little encyclopedias of all the guys on the roster, little one shot, kind of like the way uh, WWE would do those documentary DVDs, like a one shot comic, you know, that's a, a background that tells a little bit more of a fictional story, not just a wrestling promotion story. I've got, I've got lots of plans that I'd like to see happen with CWL. That's good, good plans. Good plans. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how do you come up with the names for the wrestlers? Like, do you pop on your head or you write them down? Uh, they really just, I don't know. Um, they they, they, I, I, they kind of just, just come to me. I just kind of work it out a little bit. Um, I do some, I do kind of anagrams of other names. Um, like there's actually um, one of the commentators. His name is Bob Lyso. Lyso is an anagram of Soli, like Gordon Soli, the old wrestling commentator. Uh, the other guys like King Terrence King, um, I just thought that kind of had a nice ring to it. I wanted to make a King character to be the King, to be the snotty bad guy, you know, the guy that's got everything. And then Scotty Sundown, I thought Sundown was a cool name. Uh, kind of came to me after a character from the cartoon Cops. Um, from a cartoon Cops, there was a character on there called Sundown. So I uh, I named him Sundown, Scotty Sundown. It's had a nice ring to it, like Marvel characters of the old days, you know, like Reed Richards and Peter Parker. Scotty Sundown, I thought was a good name. And uh, they just, uh, you know, they just come to me. I just kind of work them out. Stetson Hendo, the same deal. I just think, I think there was a wrestler named uh, Johnny Stetson. Um, and that just, just that name kind of stuck with me. And Hendo, short for Henderson. And, you know, I just, just kind of keep working out names and, uh, they come to me and, you know, once I, I have a name that sticks, like I've got all kinds of new guys that, that coming out uh, in the next book as well. There's guys like, uh, there's the, the beta boys, there's Bulldog Bryant and Charlie Cash. Um, they'll be introduced in issue number two. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Gordo, who's a fan favorite and he'll be coming on down the line. So I think I just, I keep, I think of names of characters that are, are cool sounding names. And then I just kind of spin them a little bit to to make them a little more original. Yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much. Hmm? Yep. Uh, so someday, like, if 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 Sarah, if if Tony Khan asks you to collaborate with him on a AW slash CWL comic project, will you? Agreed, or I would, I would absolutely love to. There's, uh, there's some guys I know that are interested. There's um, some indie guys that I'm friends with that I, I think would like to make an appearance on CWL as it is, and one of them might show up on a few issues. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, anything like that, sure, I'd love to see something like that. I'd love for it to to transition into games and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, if I ever if I ever got that phone call, I would absolutely be happy to take it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, for your time, this is this is a great interview. I appreciate your time to let me speak to you and promote your comic.
Thank you, Richie. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on, man. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, all right. This is... All right, dude. Thank all you very right. much again. Take care, Richie. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.